You are Locked On Aggies, your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, everybody, and welcome back into another episode of Locked On Aggies presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson back in action talking all things Texas A&M, and today, let's focus in on Anaya Smith. Where is he going to play next season? By now, I think most people know I am enamored by the way his game is, and I believe he is the breakout star of 2021. But where exactly will that be? We're discussing that and much, much more. This episode of Lockdown Aggies is brought to you by rockauto.com. Go visit rockauto.com and type in Lockdown on the How'd You Hear About section so they know that we sent you. Amazing selections, reliably low prices, all the auto parts you will ever need. rockauto.com is the place to be. As always, for all of you watching on WFFA and for all of our brand new Tigna listeners, make sure you're following us on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson. I am the host of the show and I love public feedback. Anything you can do to help make this a more quality sounding podcast Monday through Friday, give me a follow, name right down there below, give me a shout out and I will add it into the mix. Secondly, Locked on Aggies. Locked on Aggies is your number one source for all things 12 May related content found here on LOP. You can subscribe on iTunes, listen on Spotify, and you can't do any of that. Listen live every single day at LockedOnPodcast.com. So before we go into Anaya Smith, you know, because he's going to be a big name to talk about, there's a couple of other things that we can talk about. And one is, where does Texas A&M sit going into 2021? A 9-1 record, a win over North Carolina in the Orange Bowl, says a lot. And the fact that they are replacing Kellen Mond also says a lot. It's kind of like a double entendre where one side is really good, but, or a, yeah, we really think that we're doing good. However, and all those questions should be answered by the time that spring football comes to an end. And if they aren't answered, that's okay. Because there's still enough there to understand the process of which direction AM is going in. Now, the good news for AM as well is they are losing their starting quarterback. How is that good news? Simple. So is almost every main competitor for the SEC title next year. Alabama, Mac Jones is gone. Florida, guess what? Kyle Trask is out. You know who else is gone? Ah, man, I'm trying to think. Is no Well, JT Daniels is here, but besides that, yeah, that's about it. You have your four. You also don't know who's really starting at LSU. Is it going to be Max Johnson? Is it going to be Miles Brennan? Which one of the two is going to finally come up and make an impact? Are they going to be competitive in the SEC West? How good is Mississippi State's offense going to be this year with the air raid system? How good is Ole Miss going to be in year two of Lane Kiffin? All these teams have problems. So AM is not alone because they lost their quarterback. And according to a report from, I believe it was SEC Network, Roman Harper, he said that there's a chance for AM to have a big time season in 2021. The team that's going to break out has got to be Texas AM. They're knocking on the door. They made big strides last year, and they saw it because of the offensive line. The offensive line returns most of their big-time players and were able to move people off the ball. They won football games not because of Kellen Mond's arm at times, but because of the run game. They're physical up front. You know how to slow down games and win at your pace. I think Texas A&M will continue to be the team on the rise. They return some players. I just think they need a couple more weapons on the outside to take the offense to the next level. So we're not depending on just the run game to open up the passing game. But every now and then, we can step back, drop back, and be able to throw it and be able to make a completion for you. 
So the one thing I will say right off the bat, Roman, I, I you are an absolute dog, man. And I think that you are fantastic. And you were one of my favorite players I've ever seen take the gridiron as a safety. Adam's losing four of their offensive linemen. Now, don't get me wrong. They are returning a ton of talent that was kind of sitting on the wings, hoping to step up, hoping to make their name known next season in 2021. But they are missing all four of their five starting offensive linemen. You also are moving Kenyon Green over from the left guard position from a year prior, the right guard position to left tackle. I, again, AM, if you ever watch the history of AM and you know how they act, they do this a lot. The left tackle is the left tackle nine out of 10 for a year, and the guy who's playing a guard kicks out. It happens all the time. I've done videos on this. I'm not going to do it again. You guys know the history of it. But you did bring up the run game. And that is something that I do think is really great. And I've mentioned this many times, and I'm going to continue to mention it. The one thing Daryl Dickey has for him that's working great is there is a running back on the roster for legit every single type of play you need. You want to go ground and pound it 20 times a game, win in the trenches, win on short yardage, you call Isaiah Spiller. He's got great breakaway speed, he can win down low, and he's physical. You want to win with pure speed to the outside? Devon A-Chain, that's exactly where you have to go. That's who you target now. The way he played in the Orange Bowl, there's no way you do not play him next year. And it's amazing to me that all of these schools are like, oh, we don't know where to use him. And Daryl Dickey and Jimbo Fisher said, no, we're going to keep him at running back because of, yeah, have you watched him run? It's scary. And you know what? It is. And then you have the guy that we're going to focus a little bit more on today, and that's Anaya Smith. He's your do-it-all guy. You need a short pass. Guess what? Target him out of the backfield. You need a run in between the tackles, but on short yarded situations, that's your guy. You want him to win on the perimeter with speed, agility, and also miss making defenders miss in the open field. You call on agent zero. That's what you do. AM's offense has weapons. The problem is, is that all their weapons are in the backfield. Now, of course, there is the thought process of what could happen with Smith going forward. You don't keep him as a running back. Think of Kadarius Toney in this year's upcoming draft. Or think of Curtis Samuel, who plays with the Carolina Panthers. I have no idea where he's going to land next, but he's going somewhere. Or think of what he did at Ohio State. These guys are not just running backs. Yes, their primary position is being used in the run. But... They also can be pass catchers. And Tony showed exactly what that meant this season where he really stepped up more as a receiving option than he did as a running option. Now, Samuel, they transitioned him. He was supposed to be, you know, kind of your gadget player. He was a slot receiver. But when Christian McCaffrey went down this year in the NFL for the Carolina Panthers, he actually saw a significant amount of carries. I think it was 42 carries. 240 rushing yards, almost 1,000 total offensive scrimmage yards. And he had a breakout year as a receiving option too. Career high in touchdowns. I think it was 764 uh, receiving yards and 68 catches. But again, 41 rushing attempts on top of that. You can use Smith in a very similar situation that will allow you to build and profit off of what he does best. And that's work in space. 
Now, do you need weapons on the outside? Absolutely. Is Chase Lang going to step up? Is Hezekiah Jones going to be your main slot receiver? Are you going to see DeMond Demas come back and play at a high-end level? Will another young name, like a Jalen Preston or a Musa Muhammad III, be your next guy? There's a lot of guys out there who can step up and make an immediate impact on the outside. You also have two really strong options if you want to run a 12-man personnel with Baylor Cup, who has yet to play because if he's been injured in uh, fall camp both seasons, and Chalen Weidemeyer, who I believe is going to show that he is the John Mackey winner of 2021. He's just as talented as Kyle Pitts, but the problem was Kyle Pitts was in the SEC, so all we talked about was Kyle Pitts. Let's talk a little bit more about Jalen Weidemeyer next season, who, in my opinion, has shown why he deserves that credit as being one of AM's X factors going into 2021. But again, they're right there. They're knocking on the door. And I think what's best of all about knocking on the door, you have your defense figured out. Yes, Devin Morris stepping away from football, that crushes me because of, I think Devin's an absolute stud and I've loved watching him grow, develop, and turn into a quality slot corner. But again, you have good options. You want to go big nickel? You use Antonio Johnson. You want to go base nickel? Go ahead and try Joshua Moten from Maryland. One of the top cover corners back in the 2020 class. You have options. Your defense is really sound. And you only lost really Bobby Brown and Anthony Hines, who was immediately replaced by Aaron Hansford. Buddy Johnson, guess what? You got his replacement, Andre White, who really stepped up, especially towards the end of the season. You're not losing much. In fact, you're gaining more by having a lot of these guys kind of opt back in, like a Jaden Peavy, like a Leon O'Neill, like a Elijah Blades. You have options at all different areas. A Miles Jones, perfect example. So go ahead and use them. If you can find those quick weapons, Harper's right. Now, he's wrong about saying that they have offensive line returning, but they have the pieces to be really, really good. And best of all, they're losing a quarterback. So is Alabama which is going to be the number one team to watch for to compete with AM going into 2021. The one thing that I hate more than anything else is going to an auto shop when I can do it just myself at home. I've actually done it multiple times before. The problem is, is that I have to sometimes go to the shop, go order the part, have them install the part, and pay both a shipping fee and a processing fee for something I can do at home if I just knew where to look. Now I do. It's rockauto.com. RockAuto.com is an online auto parts service system that has been serving customers for the past 20 years. They have everything from taillights to engine modules to brake pads, all the processes you need for your car, your daily driver, fixing up an old convertible. Go ahead and use their awesome system where you go ahead, look at the price, look at the model, look at the year, and look at the part. Best of all, their low, low prices will never be beat. Go visit RockAuto.com and type in Locked On on the How'd You Hear About section so they know that we sent you. Amazing selections, reliably low prices, all the auto parts you will ever need. RockAuto.com is the place to be. Locked on Aggies, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson back in action, talking all things Texas A&M. Why don't you make some money this upcoming offseason? And what I mean by that is the NCAA tournament is right around the corner, and they'll give you a pretty standout pay if you get the parts right, but you need to know where to listen. That's why I recommend you listen to Locked On Bets with your boy Q and Paramount Sports' Lee Sterling. Lee and Q break down all the best lines, the best bets, and the best way for you to get a huge payout every single time you place a bet. Subscribe 
wherever you get your podcast listening systems. All right, let's talk a little bit about Nia Smith. This is something that I really want to focus in on because of, I think Smith is one of these players that is going to have such a phenomenal season. And the reason is because if you can use him in a multitude of ways. I kind of went into it a little bit in the last segment where I talked about how Curtis Samuel and Kadarius Tony and these other weapon gadget players make a living by being so versatile. But Smith has already done both sides of the job. I don't think people understand. When he was a freshman coming out of Dallas High School, they played him in the slot. He actually started taking reps away from veterans like Courtney Davis, like Jamon Osmond. Why? Because he was so dang good. And in the red zone, he was deadly. Kellen Mond targeted a lot of different players in the red zone. Osmond was always his first read. Weidemeyer and Smith fought for that number two read. And nine out of 10, Smith was the guy who won because of his pure speed and route running ability. So he has experience playing in the slot. He had three touchdowns early on in the season and became one of the biggest names to watch for going into 2021 because of his speed, his agility, and his ways to make things happen after the catch. So what happened was they had to move him to the backfield because of A&M didn't know what they had at running back. Keep in mind that they had Cordarian Richardson and um, why am I blanking on the other guy's name? Anyways, uh, he, he went there in corner work. I, I'm, I'm sorry for blanking on it, but they both left the program. And one left before the bowl game. One was still technically on the roster for the bowl game, but Cordero and Richardson didn't travel to Houston to go play in the Texas Bowl against Oklahoma State. So instead, they had to go use Anaya Smith in the backfield. And he was very productive. And after the game, Jimbo Fisher said, well, we're going to keep him in the backfield because he's too dang good and too valuable for us to just use as a secondary receiver when we could use him in a multitude of ways. So unfortunately... That did make his production hurt a little bit because if he only tallied 22 receptions after catching 14 balls in the first six games, he moved around. He basically played the compliment to Isaiah Spiller instead of complimenting his own game. But every single time he was on the field, wow. Just you watch him. You watch him play. You watch him move. You watch him in space. You watch him against zone coverage especially, it's really incredible. It's it's actually something that's so amazingly talented that there's few players in the NFL level who are used in this kind of system that prosper more than just a couple of downs a game. I mean, you're lucky. Like a James White or, yeah, I'll use James White in this situation. When he's on the field, they'll run him. They will run him, and New England will be okay with it. They'll be like, yeah, you know what? He's a decent runner on third down. But if he's on the field on first and second down, all Tom Brady had to do is literally target him once and watch him in space. It was like magic. And it was because of that that they ended up completing the 28-3 comeback in Super Bowl 51. I don't think enough people understand how important James White was to that Super Bowl win. And because of players like him gadget players who are running backs but are primarily pass catchers and running backs or slot receivers who can run the ball are so effective. 
And they're so dangerous if you let them reach their top-end potential. But Smith, again, wound up leading the team with 564 receiving yards. Uh, he averaged 13.2 yards per catch. And he played a lot of snaps as starting in the backfield. So a would run a two-running-back set a lot where Kellen Mom would be in the middle. And they'd have Spiller on the left and uh, uh, Smith on the right. And they'd send Smith in motion out to slot receiver. So we already kind of had a bit of a running start that allowed him to hit the quick slant or a quick out route that then made him an easy target that was already off balance for the cornerback because if they were so secure on playing him out of the backfield, they had to move with him and he already had the lead because of it. And when he did, his vision was great. His hips were fantastic. He did so well at making defenders miss. He was able to generate more yards after the catch the most receivers were playing on the perimeter or playing in the slot. A lot of times you watch Chase Lane and the one knock I had on Lane was he catches the ball beautifully and he is a really strong receiver, but he doesn't do much after the catch. It's a lot of curl routes and quick hits, um, you know, a lot of ins and he makes the catch and he gets like one step in the tackles right there. Instead, it's more of like a four-yard route for Smith for a gain of 11. So that's seven yards after the catch. And that's what makes him so dangerous. And I'm not saying that you won't use him in, in the running game next year, but you don't have to. He added 500 rushing yards as a backup running back, and he averaged six yards per carry. He found time also to be a blocker, and they ran a lot of two, two running back sets to where Spiller would actually be the lead runner and Smith would deliver the block. So he can do that too. But now you know, or I wouldn't say you know, what I will say is that you have options at running back now. You can take DeAndre Jackson, who was the three-star running back out of Stonewall, Georgia, and you could play him as the third down specialist. You know what you have in A-chain. And you 100% know what you have in Spiller, who is basically back-to-back 1,000-yard rushing yards if you include the bowl games. If you include the bowl games, he is back-to-back 1,000 rushing yard seasons. You don't need Smith in the backfield anymore. But you also could keep him in the backfield and allow him to be your change-of-pace player. Very similarly to what we were talking about with Devon A-Chain. But the difference is, is one is pure speed. You know that he's going to hit the outside. You know he's going to be very effective in space especially against cornerbacks, you know, nickel defenders, cover linebackers. He's going to make them miss. Smith's going to make everybody miss. He's going to make you miss in the middle of the field. He's going to make you miss on the outside. He's going to make you miss in space. He's going to make you miss uh, as a receiving option. So you can play him in space. And that's honestly what I would do. Just play him. Find a way to play him. And when you look at the receivers, especially in the slot position next year, you have Musa Muhammad probably being one guy who's going to get a couple get a couple snaps. I think you're going to see Chase Lane probably play more on the outside. I think you're going to see Cameron Buckley get a lot of attention because if he missed this season due to a torn ACL, but because of the NCAA eligibility, he's back. So there's a lot of ways you can use him. I also don't think that Smith's going to be de- designed just to play the slot. I think you can see him on the outside. I think Demon Davis is going to be on the outside as your speedster. If he is, definitely not going to be in trouble. 
There's a lot to look at when you see this A&M team. But the biggest thing of all is Agent Zero, and I'm, I'm going to make that a term. I'm going to make sure that that gets trademarked, and then when he gets drafted in like 23rd overall, because that's where these gadget players go, he's going to be able to go to a team, and I'm going to make sure they know he's Agent Zero. When that happens, when he's on the field, you have a shot to score every time. And just imagine this. You have A-Chain take over to what Smith did last year. You have Spiller play his spot. Right up there in the slot. You have an Ia Smith. Your three dangerous weapons. Oh, plus you have Jalen Weidemeyer. Four of your dangerous weapons all on the field at once. Good luck. This episode of Locked on Aggies is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag is here to get you the highest payouts you can with the NCAA tournament right around the corner. Plus with the NBA in full swing and MLB back, there's always something to bet. Go visit betonline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON to save 50% off with a welcome bonus when you make your very first deposit. Betonline.ag, your online sportsbooks experts. So this podcast is also sponsored by uh, Built Bar. Now, many people know that Built Bar is not just the best tasting bar because of its low in calorie, low in sugar, high in protein, high in fiber, but everyone has their favorites. I mean, legitimately, everyone has a favorite protein bar, but what's the best? We're going to find out today in our brand new Built Bar Bracket Challenge. Now, we already saw that people decided that coconut almond was better than peanut butter brownie. And peanut butter, better be moving on because if it's not, I'm going to be very upset. But this is a matchup that you can't go wrong with. Salted caramel or cookie dough chunks. It's a bar filled with cookie dough or you have that salted caramel sweetness. That little bit of salty sweet versus the sugary cookie dough. I'm going to go with the big upset, and I'm going to pick salted caramel. But it doesn't matter what I pick. It matters what you pick. Make sure you go visit BuiltBar.com and make your selections before the end of the day. And always remember to use the promo code LOCKEDON15. Don't forget that 1-5 to save 15% off your next purchase. Built Bar from BuiltBar.com. Locked on Aggies, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson back in action, talking all things Texas A&M. Guys, make sure you listen to Locked On SEC with Chris Gordy. We have six teams from the SEC in the NCAA tournament. How far will they go? Will they make an impact? And which team is best suited to win it all in 2021 from the Southeastern Conference? Gordy gives you his thoughts and all of the analysis you need. Subscribe on radio.com or wherever you get your podcast listening systems. This second one's going to be short, but, uh, you know, I, I kind of overrammed the last one. Sorry about that. But I do think that this is important. The linebacker role is a position that does not need a lot of adjustment. In fact, it really needs no adjustment. And the question will be, will one of the younger players step up and compete with these older guys? Aaron Hansford last season had to have been the star that nobody was talking about. And what I mean by that is people certainly were probably talking about him, but in a different way. They were talking about him as, oh, he's taking over for Anthony Hines. When in reality, he had a really good case to potentially be one of the better players on that defense. He compiled 49 total tackles, seven tackles for losses, three sacks, three quarterback hits, and he missed the Orange Bowl against North Carolina because of an injury. Now he will come back. He's one of the better players when it comes to the line of scrimmage. Expect him to kind of take over as that thumper role that Buddy Johnson did so well for the last two years. Playing opposite of him 
has to be Andre White. Now, White was actually Buddy Johnson's backup, and he would come in specifically on passing downs. He didn't do that much in 2020, but when he was on the field, he was that third backer, and he played in the Orange Bowl because of Hansford was injured. He led the team with eight tackles operating from the weak side position, and he did a very good job playing in coverage. He's more of your do-it-all guy. He can play the run. He can also play in coverage. He can play the running backs out of the backfield. He moves very well in space, and he's very good at meeting runners or meeting the player at the line before they are able to kind of juke him out. He kind of has that little bit of edge over them when it comes to meeting them at the line of scrimmage and beating them up on a blocks. I do think he plays the run pretty well. I think he's very good in coverage, but is somebody else going to beat him out? And the two names to watch for would be Antonio Doyle, who has moved around a ton, playing more physical, going up against the block, definitely can play in coverage against smaller players, but he's a physical specimen who does a great job of making def- uh, making offensive players try to beat him at the line of scrimmage. I think the other one is Edgerton Cooper. Cooper is a guy who I think is more of that run first player. He has great speed. He has great vision, great instant reaction, and he plays at a high-end level. Physical, but a different type of physical than Doyle. So say Andre White has a breakout year next year and he goes to the NFL. Well, now you have your two replacements waiting in the wings in Cooper and Doyle. One is your thumper, one is your Mike. And a lot of people are like, well, why are you calling him Mike and Will instead of, a, I mean, you usually should call them Mike and Will in a 4-2-5 system, but it's more of a Mike and a Sam because of your Mike is actually doing more of the coverage stuff. He's playing more opposite towards the field. He's not playing the sideline. He's not playing the boundary. He's more so playing towards the open field. And your Sam is playing the boundary. He's basically playing the run. He's getting as much pressure as possible. He's making sure that he is the one who's going to be blitzing if there is a blitz, and he doesn't really do a lot in coverage. So the linebacker role is going to be a very interesting spot next year because of Hansford had a good year, but White also had a really good year. And you have two four-stars that were highly recruited from Louisiana and Missouri coming out of high school. They have to start getting some reps. And if they don't, you're going to start seeing them leave. So that's going to be something I think to keep a close eye on. That's good for this edition of Locked on Aggies. Make sure you're following us on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson. Name it right down there below and at Locked on Aggies tomorrow. I don't know what we're going to talk about yet. It's Friday. I may do an Ask and Fan Friday. But no matter what, make sure you tune in. And remember, give me all. This has been Locked on Aggies, presented by the Locked on Podcast Network.